Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. And today's conversation is inspired by that feeling you get when you see a friend post about an amazing promotion on Facebook or see Instagram after Instagram of perfect sunsets on vacation or delicious looking homemade dinners, that feeling of FOMO or self-consciousness and a little bit of sadness when everyone's lives seem fun and carefree and exciting according to their social feeds and Snapchat stories. But sometimes... Social media also leads you to something great. Like over the holidays, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and I saw a post from someone I went to college with. She and a friend had started Cropped, a platform for people to share their stories about those less than glamorous moments people crop out of their lives. Or as they put it, Cropped will be a place for beautiful stories, the sometimes awkward, sometimes funny, often sad ones about growing up, the ones we don't take photos of or make statuses about. So I started to read a few of the stories about people who hated their job, people who felt lost, people who felt insecure, juxtaposed with their seemingly perfect Instagram photos, and I thought it was brilliant. So I asked them to join me in the studio today. Well, one of them is in the studio today. I have Maria LaMagna, who's one of the co-founders. Hi, Maria. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. Thanks. We went to college together. And then on the phone, calling us from Detroit, is Marina Chomor. Hi, Marina. Hello, Sam. Thanks so much for having me via phone. Thank you for joining us. So welcome to both of you. And again, as I've told you now on the show and off the show, I think Cropped is so awesome. Thank you. And I'm so much. And I think that also like during the new year, as people are kind of resolving to whether it's they're making resolutions about their lives, like this year I'm going to get the job I want or this year I'm going to cook really healthy, wonderful dinners, or this year I'm going to finally like take, I feel like I've seen a lot of social media sabbaticals coming up. Yeah. I just feel like it's a perfect time to learn more about this story platform and and learn about it. So I feel like I want you guys to explain what it is (laughs) and how it came up because I gave a little thing, but I want to hear more about how you guys, one living in New York, one living in Detroit, how you guys did this cross-state collaboration. So Maria is here in front of me and I'm looking at her, so I'll let you start. It was challenging. Um, Yeah, so I would say I kind of came up with the first nugget of the concept when I was transitioning myself from college to the adult world. I graduated in 2013 and right off the bat, I just felt a little adrift. I wrote about it in my own story on Cropped. I was job searching. I was going through a breakup. I was missing my friends who were living all across the country. And I was just looking at all of my social feeds and being like, why does everyone seem like they're having an amazing time? I feel so miserable and I don't understand why every other person in my life is living their dreams and I'm not. And so Marina and I actually talked a lot about that. We met doing an internship together a few years ago and have just kept in touch over the phone and on Skype. And a lot of our conversations were about this exact concept of, you know, I would often call Marina and be like, what is going on? I'm, I feel so upset. And she was an amazing support system for me during that time. And as a result of that, we kind of came up with this concept, which is, why would we not, as journalists, tell the stories that don't make it onto those feeds? Um, you know, obviously, social media is amazing for so many reasons, and I love looking at my feeds. I'm looking at Instagram and Facebook constantly, um, but I thought it would be really cool to kind of expand the stories that those social media feeds tell uh, show and and tell other stories. So 
Yeah, I Marina is an amazing creative mind, and I knew that she was the perfect partner to work with me on it. So, yeah, we've been working on it together remotely for about the last year. I mean, I would love to know how much time people one, two years out of college spend talking about the conversation of why doesn't my life seem as good as everyone else's? Because that's a conversation that I have with my friends that I had with my friends this weekend that we're just like, why are we not? What are we missing here that it seems like our friends in Chicago, our friends in, you know, L.A. or our friends wherever they have under control that I like haven't figured out. And I think I think it's key, though, that you guys are talking about it, because I think that's the best thing that we can do is be honest with each other. I know in different conversations that I've had with some of my friends who either live in D.C. or Chicago, we were constantly talking to each other and, and thinking, you know, is it New York? Like, is it just because right. New York is especially hard? Or, you know, is it okay? Are you okay? Are you doing fine? And I think what we all concluded is it's it wasn't about the city where we were or the particular job that we had. It was more about just the uncertainty of this time in our lives in general. So I think that's a really powerful message, especially when we're having these internal battles of should I move? Should I change yeah. jobs? Should, like, what is it that's like, making me really... Like, what's the lever that right, I have to pull here? Right. And yeah. so I think those are not insignificant choices that we have to make. And so I think just being more honest and talking to each other and just getting a gauge of, like, is am, is what I'm going through normal or is it abnormal? You know, am I, am I really right. struggling more than other people are? I think having a way, like, crop to read about what other people are doing or even like you have just speaking about it with your friends is a really important part of this time in our lives. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that what you mentioned before is social media is great. Like I spend a lot of time on Instagram. It's pretty much what my job is, is to spend all day on social media. But there's something about it that also, you know, it's, it's how do you harness that great community for something other than the picture perfect stuff like it's a it's such a cool community that why wouldn't we share a couple instagrams that are a little a little less filtered or why totally. wouldn't we share on facebook that you know something that wasn't as perfect or impress- impressive or things like that so i right. think that you guys have found a really cool way to um harness that yeah um <laughs> thank you i'm curious if you guys would share like you said, every, you know, stories get uploaded to Cropped. Do you guys have like a short summary or anecdote of like a moment after graduation for you that that you sort of cropped out of your feed, for lack of a better word? <laughs> yeah. Marina, you want to tell yours first? Yeah. Well, I'll share um, what I wrote in my essay and give a little overview. I'll still hopefully you guys will go read it. I'm not going to give it away too much. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my essay is about how I really did struggle to find community when I first moved to Detroit. Not being from the city, I didn't have a group of friends to go to. And I was really missing that after graduating from college where there were so many great communities that I was a part of. And so um, my essay at the top of the essay shows a photo that I posted to Instagram around this time of a beautiful spread of salad fixing. So there's a bunch of fresh greens on a wooden table and mason jars with pink pickled radishes. And it looks very, very delicious, very hip um, on this table. And my caption says something like, oh, so excited to be enjoying this spread at an art show. And what my essay then goes on to say is that I really didn't have very much fun at this art show at all. (laughs) And I really felt alone and lonely while I was there and thought that it could be a place that maybe I would connect with people who shared shared some of my interests in art, shared some of my interests in food and food sovereignty, and really didn't meet anybody. And I left, actually, and got into my car and just started crying. I involved the whole way home and then went and got into my bed and just spent the rest of the day in bed because I really... If this was a moment 
like so many moments I've been experiencing in Detroit where I felt so lost, where I felt like I had lost any of my social abilities to, to make friends, to, you know, even have meaningful conversations with people. And so my essay was just really about letting myself have those feelings of being an outsider and allowing myself to cry and just being compassionate to myself. And that was something that I really learned in, in the months after graduation was it is hard and you can, that's okay. You can let yourself feel that. Absolutely. I would, I, after reading about your stories and kind of going through the site, I went through my Instagram feed and I was like, how many of these Instagrams can I look at and say, this completely embodies the moment that I actually took the picture of? And I will say there were quite a few that I was like, I just took that because it looked cool. And <laughs> yes. I, I cried after that, or that took eight hours to get the perfect shot, or yes. I wasn't even, I didn't right. even like that you know, thing that I ate, like that wasn't even, I remember Instagramming a piece of chocolate once that had the word happy etched into it. And it was like vegan, dairy free, soy free. It was so disgusting. I could not eat it. Not to mention I was like at work on a Monday. I was like, what, what even was the point of that? Like that was just like to tell people I was wearing like cool pants and I get chocolate at work. That was gross chocolate. I've done so many yeah. things like that. So though. I just th- that's a cool exercise to kind of look through your Instagram and be like, which of the right. moments here really embody like how I was actually feeling and which how many times did I sort of take something that covered up a bigger totally. which is, you know, if that's the way you have to cope with it, that's okay. But I think it's kind of cool to, to get in touch with it. Yeah. Right. And that and that's the thing, we all do that and that's okay. I mean, for me, and I love Instagram out of all the social media, it's my favorite. And it's a creative outlet for me. So I enjoy taking the beautiful pictures and posting them. And of course, I'm going to celebrate the the highs in my life. And I I don't necessarily think that there's something wrong with that. But it is good to go back and to to analyze those photos, like you mentioned, and totally tell the honest stories um, and spend some time reflecting on that as well. Yeah. And what about you, Maria? Do you have a, a story yeah, to share? Yeah, so the story that I wrote about Uncropped, it starts with my Instagram that I took at the time shortly after I graduated. And it's like a kitschy beach sign that you would see in like any sort of beach shop. And it says, the cure for anything is salt water, sweat, tears, or the sea. My original caption was just like some emojis that were like a smiley face and a wave and like <laughs> one other thing. I don't remember. And basically, I took that. Labor Day weekend after, right after I graduated, and I had just completed a summer internship. And I think when I was in college, I was feeling, especially my senior year, I think I was feeling like really on top of my game. I was like, I accomplished everything in college that I wanted to, n- knocked, like nailed it, like knocked it out of the park, feeling great about myself. <laughs> and then I think when I graduated, I kind of had this realization that I had to start basically totally over. And I think that was what was really hard for me because I just didn't know how that was going to go. And like I said, I was going through a breakup at the time. My summer internship had just ended. And I just had this feeling of, wow, like all that happiness that I was storing up over the last four years is now, I need to figure out how to create that now in New York. And so I kind of hit a wall during that weekend. And my cropped story is about how during that weekend, I was feeling so depressed. I was at my family friend's beach house with my sister and our friends. And I ended up sort of having a little bit of a breakdown and drinking too much and throwing up on their in their (laughs) downstairs bathroom, which I think we can all relate to, but we or hopefully not. Maybe maybe other people don't do that. But I just wanted to be I think in my story, I just kind of wanted to be like, you know, 
this happened to me. I, I think I was guilty as everyone during college of posting about all these things that I felt like I was good at or accomplishing. And then I think I just realized, you know, that's over. Like college is done. And now it's time for me to start my real life. And it's a lot harder than I thought. And I sort of can tell what the what the name means. But maybe, Maria, you can tell us where where the name Cropped came from. Yeah. So hopefully it stands on its own. But um, I'm a huge fan of Portlandia. I don't know if you are also. But there is a sketch called A Trip to Italy. And Fred Armisen's character does a weekend in Italy with um, a character placed by, played by Rose Byrne. And basically they take all these pictures, all these selfies when they're in the airport. They get to Italy. They are only there for the weekend. And they basically sleep through the whole thing because they're so <laughs> jet lagged and have to come right back. And when Fred gets back, Carrie's like, "You, it looks like you had an amazing time. I saw all the selfies that you posted. And Fred's like... I should probably take those down. We had a miserable time. We slept through the whole thing. And Carrie says, I guess on social media, we're all just cropping out the sadness. Um, so that's sort of where the name came from, because yeah. I latched onto that word cropped. I yeah. think that's kind of perfectly described. We watched described. it and we said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's great. I love that. Something I we always talk about, my friends and I always talk about, is like, I really want a hobby. Or I would love to like start some kind of passion project or launch something or do something. But like, mm-hmm. you get home after a day of work and you're just, I'm just dead. Like, yes. there's just nothing I can do. I can barely <laughs> get myself to like pour a bowl of cereal. Dramatic, but well, some days that's what it feels yeah. like. So I'm curious, like, how you guys balanced this. You said you've been working on it for a year with full-time jobs and, you know, how you've managed to make energy for both. Yeah. And we, I think it's important to note, we actually also both switched jobs in the last year. So I oh, think wow. that's yeah. part of what slowed both of us down, too, because there was, like, a whole job application process for both of us as right. well. Oh, my God. Right. Um, that's but, miserable. Yeah. So it, it's been a lot. I mean, I'll say... I know I couldn't have made this happen without Marina, which I think makes... Agreed. Yeah. I, I think we really, when we met, were like, wow, I just found... It was like a love at first sight situation, totally. but for creativity. <laughs> like, I think we were both like, yeah. this is the right partner. And I think that ends up being so important if you want to do something. It's totally possible to do it on your own. But I think for us, we realized that we were very good motivators for each other. We mm-hmm. have kept each other to Skype dates and said, okay, we're going to work on the project. Let's set a deadline for what we want to have done by the next time we meet and really holding each other accountable. And also it being something that we're super passionate about, I think, right, was the other key component. And do right. you guys feel like you have complementary skill sets? Like Maria, you're the journalist and Marina, you're more of the design like end of things. Right. Yes. And exactly. That's something I was going to touch on as well is not only do we have a partnership, which is very helpful, but with those complementary skills, that makes a world of difference because there's things that I can just leave to Maria and know she'll take care of and vice versa. And that's so helpful. That's awesome. So wait, you guys switched jobs in the last year. So where, where were you first, Marina, and where are you now? So I was working in social media marketing for a nonprofit and then switched um, over to working at a magazine, a local magazine here in Detroit doing design. So I actually very much switched fields and switched uh, um, industries, but I studied journalism and design in college. So now I feel like I'm a little bit more on my track of what I was hoping to go towards. (laughs) That's so impressive. And what about you, Maria? Yeah, so I've been working in business journalism basically since I graduated. But for the last two years, until about a month ago, Um, I was primarily doing social media and editing. And then in the last month, I took a job reporting elsewhere. So, um, yeah, I think we're definitely both testaments to the fact that your first job 
can be great and you can learn so much, but there's also value in seeing what is outside of that. And mm-hmm. yeah, and working on a passion project on, the, on during it. I think that was also part of what inspired Cropped is that we were not feeling super creatively fulfilled in our respective yes, jobs. Absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. instead of just feeling stunted by that, we were like, okay, this is good motivation to start our passion project and appreciate the paycheck that we're getting, but make the time for it outside of work. And I think that's something that a lot of, I don't like this word, but a lot of millennials will, come, yeah. will say is that like <laughs> often we're, we're in these kind of entry-level jobs where you're doing a lot of administrative things right. or kind of bottom of the totem pole things that exactly aren't creatively fulfilling. And if you are a creative type like Maria and I and Marina too all went to journalism school and you're kind of used to that, right. it can yeah. be really energy draining. And yes. so I think it's awesome that you guys kind of did that. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's very real life, like you're saying. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I am paying student loans. Like I had to make some really practical decisions about what type of job I was going to take after graduation. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it wasn't a realistic thing for me to not have a well-paying job and create a startup. Like that, right. that wasn't something that right. I could do. And so I think Marina and I are both really dedicated to the idea of doing making it happen even though yeah we have to pay the bills like that's a very real reality and so i think that shouldn't be i hope that's something that doesn't hold anyone back from doing their passion project because right. i think it is just a matter of you might be tired but yeah. <laughs> it's possible but it's to do it. it's possible to do yeah and it's really about finding that time where you aren't tired or you know those little moments because those little moments add up i mean there's plenty of nights when I come home and in the morning I have every intention of coming home and working for a few hours at least on crop. And I get home after a long day and I'm like, mm, nope, I'm just going to watch Netflix. Yep. That's not going to happen. But, you know, the, the few nights that I do feel inspired, I make that happen. And then I really utilize weekends a lot to get some of that work done as well. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's we're able to carve out that time and then make this happen. It's probably amazing what you can do on the weekends if you wake up before noon, yeah. is what I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. There's probably like a, a ton of hours that happen in the morning on Saturday yeah. that I just don't know that much Same. about. I mean, I, I'll i say like it has changed the way I think about what I'm going to do after work and on the weekends. It has. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not going to stay out super late tonight because I need to get up tomorrow morning and work on cropped. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it is right. a matter of making some sacrifices, I think. And you guys have had a lot of friends contribute to the to the platform so far, right? Yes. Have you yep. learned a lot? Like, has I'm sure they've learned a lot about the two of you, and and you know, I know that you've talked about this with your friends before. But have you learned a lot about your friends? Like, how has this made you feel? The response and like what you've seen come out in the stories. Yeah, I've been blown away by my friends' responses. First of all, just seeing how great of writers they are has impressed me. But then reading their stories, I mean, I've read and reread them and each time get a little something different from them. And, you know, we've got a variety of stories. So I had one friend who wrote about how her parents' divorce affects her relationship that she's in right now. Another friend who wrote about a relationship with her mother and how that affects her view of her own identity. And, you know, Maria had a few friends write about loneliness and how to deal with being an adult and being alone. And all these stories have been pieces that I've felt as, as I'm reading them. I'm like, wow, I feel that too. I completely relate to that. But it's not something that I, I thought of right away or thought to write of myself. And so it's so nice to see them come out in other people's stories and to, feel, to be able to relate. Totally. Yeah. I feel like I had that experience reading stories of people that I knew well. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we have some exciting stories in the pipeline, too. We're definitely trying to expand our network beyond 
people that we know. Um, and, Definitely. You know, we, we want more submissions. So even if anyone's listening, we, we want submissions from everyone that's in this age group. And we'll but, include, like, the site. Um, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be notes. great. I was actually really blown away also by the disclosure that people are are giving on the site. I think, you know, when people feel safe to share, they they are sometimes willing to tell very personal stories. And yep. there I did learn things about friends that I that I know well that I never would have known about them otherwise. So I think it does create a new level of empathy, sort of similar to like Humans of New York or something like that. I don't know if, you know, we're all familiar with that site, but it kind of just gives you this insight into, you know, you see everyone walking around, but you have no idea what's going on in their heart and in their personal life. Right. Yep. And I'm curious, like, what do you want for this project? How are you hoping to see it grow in the next year, in the next two years, and so forth? Yeah, I mean, I think in the immediate future, our goal is to start a newsletter because we think that that Ugh, is that a good so way to cool. deliver the stories. Oh. Thanks. Okay, good. I'm glad you think that's a good yeah, idea. I um, love newsletters. Yeah, we. I do too, and so does Marina. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be an exciting thing. We don't know exactly when that will launch, but that's our big project, big initiative mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah, definitely, just delivering more stories and a diversity of stories. We want to hear, you know, from people. Of all walks of life, I would love to hear from maybe someone that got married right out of college or someone that had a baby right out of college or, you know, different Somebody issues. Someone didn't of, go to college. Yeah, someone that didn't go to college. Yeah, please. Or, yeah, someone that yeah. Um, made a big move or was in the military or anything. Like, I think we want stories of that run the gamut and are from people of all different walks of life, not just people who live in big cities or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah, just a greater breadth and depth of stories, um, hopefully a newsletter, and we'd love to yeah. just grow our readership. I think that's something that we're we're interested in investing in. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, exactly. And why don't we talk about how can people submit, how can people find you, how can people engage with, with Cropped? Yeah, so yeah. you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, <laughs> isn't that that's kind of like ironic? Yeah, I in know. A way, isn't we it? think about that all the time. <laughs> we <I> do know. definitely. <laughs> our handle is We Are Cropped, and our website is WeAreCropped.com. Okay. Um, but yeah, yep. we can and call all it all the stories are on WeAreCropped.com, and there's also information there about contributing. So it gives a little little information about what we're looking for, and then email account, which is wearecropped at gmail.com that you can email with your ideas or your essays. And we will get right back to you and hopefully share your story. Yeah, we're, we work with every writer as well. The, okay. the stories are not posted exactly as they come to us. We, you know, as Marina and I are both editors and we, we edit the stories and, and work with the writers on getting them looking really good. So yeah, um, even if they're not, voice, yeah, keeping, their... yeah, maintaining, <laughs> definitely maintaining their voice, but, you know, if with any clarity that needs to be made. So, um, yeah, if even if someone doesn't have a totally finished, polished story, we love to hear from everyone. And yeah. we've definitely worked with people who have only had a nugget of an idea and we've helped them bring it into fruition. Amazing. Well, I hope that everyone listening considers submitting their story to wearecropped.com. And thank you again to Maria and Marina. I don't. We, I think we did pretty good about not getting those two names confused yeah, the whole great. time. <laughs> so thank well. you to Marina <laughs> in Detroit and Maria in the studio for joining me today. And I'm I love the project. I'm excited to read all the stories, and I'm excited to subscribe to a newsletter when it comes out. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, you can find all of the cropped stories or submit your own at wearecropped.com. 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Zach Dinerstein. And don't forget to grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zavell, and I'll see you next time. 